It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of ripoffs, coming up in just a few minutes, we got to talk about people that would take advantage of our nation's veterans. Wait till you hear a special warning for you if you are a veteran, you have family members that are. Pay attention to what I got to say coming up. And if you are doing what I want you to do in most cases, which is buying a used car instead of new, there's something you got to know about buying a used car that people aren't watching out for you at the car dealers. So you got to watch out for yourself. And that's coming up later yet in this hour of the Clark Howard Show. And speaking of buying used, my wife and I have had an experience being on both sides of a transaction. One side can be really beautiful, the other ugly. We bought a piece of furniture that my wife saw for sale on a Facebook page. There's a community page for our area, and it was a French antique. And it's this giant piece that sits in our dining room. And originally, it would have been who knows how many, well, not when it was originally made, when it was made uh, long ago. But I mean, when the person who bought it from an antique dealer, they would have paid many thousands of dollars for it. I mean, it's a big piece. I don't even know how many thousands. And the person was moving, had to sell it. We bought it for $800. On the other hand, I had a table in my office that I had bought, used at one of the Habitat restores for $100. And it's a beautiful table. And so somebody had paid real money for it, didn't work in their lives anymore. They donated it to Habitat. I bought it at the restore for 100 bucks, And then it didn't work in my life anymore. Because my wife moved my office in the home to this little cube in the house that <laughs> I didn't have room for it anymore. So I'm working at this mini desk in there. And... So we ended up giving it away to one of the staffers on our crew. And so it's now in its third life that I know of. And then we had a sofa that we were getting rid of. And a sofa up front costs a lot of money, right? This is a sofa in really good condition. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it, which means we either had lousy taste or any kind of upholstered furniture is like impossible to sell, which is the real answer. I tell you all this because I want you to think about how so many items that we pay huge money for new, we can save a lot of money buying used. And I think one one of the ways it's working really well are these community Facebook pages that my wife will send me out with our old van. I first have to remove all the seats from it. 
And so then it becomes like a delivery truck. And she sends me out to pick up this stuff that she finds and buys. And we buy, like, everything we buy that goes in our house, we buy used now because there's such a deal. Because furniture and accessories go at best for pennies on the dollar versus what they were new. So if you don't like the idea of buying any upholstered goods, at least look at buying other items really, really cheaply. And you know what goes for nothing at all now? If you have any use in your home for one of those cabinet armoire kind of things that people used to put TVs in, those things are worth firewood. Nobody wants those things at all. And I heard a story from somebody who was trying to donate one to a charity, and the charity refused to take their old armoire, their old TV cabinet, because no one will come in and buy them from them. So if you have a desire for something like that, gosh, watch on FreeCycle. You know FreeCycle.com? Where you can get stuff for free from somebody. Things like that end up on there. Gosh, you never know what's going to end up on there. Ike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Ike. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you. How can I be of service, Ike? Well, I was just wondering, my wife and I are both in our 401ks at work, and we're both matching what our company matches. And I recently opened an IRA or a Roth, and I'm planning to, you know, max that out every year. And as long as we're able to do that, you know, we'll open my wife one also. If we're able to max that one out also, if we had additional money that we wanted to save, I'm kind of wondering where we, where would we go to put addition if we wanted to invest. Okay, so first money. of all, this is so exciting because you're each putting into a 401k what up to what your employer will match then you're each planning to put 5500 a year into a Roth which is another $11,000 save for retirement and then you got extra money and you're like what should you do with that so let's talk what your intermediate goals are because sounds like you're really focused on how to save for retirement so let's talk about the near future what things do you need to accomplish in your life let's say the next five years well, we're pretty well. I mean, we have a a townhouse now. I mean, we're fairly settled in there. The only thing we have is she's got a student loan that's like $8,000 that we need to pay off. But other than that, I mean, I have a truck payment. But other than that, we're pretty pretty well debt-free. Okay. And so- and we're I'm kind of looking hoping that I don't have to work till I'm 65, 70 years old. I'd like to be done earlier and i'm kind of wondering is it the the 401ks and the ross you, you got to pay so many penalties from what i'm hearing if you retire early well it depends on how early that. like how early are you thinking you'd like, like to mid, bag work mid 50s mid 50s you're fine okay you can absolutely do that because a lot of 401ks if you take early retirement you can start taking it without the 10 percent federal penalty take money from it starting at age 55. The latest you're going to face is 59 and a half to withdraw any of that money. And even with um, 
the Roths, you're free to start withdrawing at any age as long as you don't take earnings out. So let's say things worked out so much better for you, you decide you want to retire at age 50. You'd be able to start taking money out of the Roth tax and penalty free. And later in your retirement, when you want to take more money out, then at that point you can start taking out principal after 59 and a half. So you don't have to worry that you're in a straitjacket. The $8,000 in student loans, though, if you're already planning to do $5,500 each in a Roth, you're doing up to your full employer match in both your 401ks, I would say your next priority is to kill off that $8,000 in student loans. Okay. Because, I mean, those are just nagging things that are out there, and it'd be great to be done with that. And then once you finish paying that off, what I would do with you having laid out your situation to me, Ike, I would okay. increase the contributions each of you are making to the 401k you have where you work. Even if one of our 401ks is not an ideal, I know some, you say if your bank, if it's with a bank or an insurance company, they're not great. Yeah, they're not great. So one of you has a good one and one has a bad one? Yeah. So you'd boost what you're putting into the one of you that has the good plan. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, because when it's with a bank or insurance company, you only want to put hold your nose and put in up to where you pick up the maximum employer match. Okay. So, but but I'm very impressed with the way both of you are handling your finances, and it sounds like things are going great for both of you because all you're looking at is which good choice should we make, and all that credit goes to you, Ike, and your wife. Charlotte's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Charlotte. How can I be of service to you today? Okay, Clark. Um, about two years ago, about two years ago, I opened up um, two credit cards with um, two major department stores. And the first year, it, everything was good. The second year, they increased my um, credit line. I didn't ask for it, but they did it anyway. But recently, a recent bill... I noticed that my credit had been decreased. They had totally decreased both of my credit lines on these um, two major credit cards. I didn't understand that, so I called and and asked them what happened. They said, well, first of all, if you read your contract, it's in the contract that they can do that any time, and it happens all the time. I just didn't think that was fair because I've never been laid on on a bill. I always pay double, and also... um, you know, I just I just didn't think it was fair that they could do that, and they really cut me down from. I'm I might they cut my credit line line down so low that it's lower than when I was first approved for the card. And what were the credit limits originally? Um, I think the first one was a thousand on one of them, and the other one was like six hundred. So they doubled them. They doubled both of them. So they went to two thousand and twelve hundred, and right. now what are they? Two hundred. No. Yes. That you know that can really hurt your credit score. Yes. So and I, I mean I didn't understand and and they said they just told me that that they do reviews every now and then and that happens sometimes. Well, so do you know what else is going on with your credit? 
Well, Net, I have a, a, a daughter in college. I have a, co- a daughter in college. And you've done some um, parent loans for her? Yes. Okay, so that may well be what made them scared. Uh, have you heard me talk about going to Credit Karma or Credit Sesame? Yes, sir. Have you set up one of those yet? No, sir. I want you to go do one or both of those. Credit Karma and what was the other one? Credit Sesame. Either of those, whichever you like better. And Uh with those, you're able to monitor what's going on with your credit, and they'll tell you what's raising or lowering your score. Okay. Make sure on these two cards that they lowered you to 200 that you're running no balances with either of them. Okay. Because if you're running any balance with them, if you're if the amount of the credit you're using, you know, when the credit limit on one of them was you said $2,000 and they cut right. it to 200. Yeah. Let's say you had a balance on it of $200 when right. it was 2,000, you look great on your credit. With it being 200, the same as you would have charged up, it looks horrible for your right. credit. So Okay, can I ask you one more question? Sure. Because a friend suggested this to me. She was like, well, how do you run your bill up? And I don't. I think the most I've probably ever charged was around that amount, around 200, but never, you know, anything near 1,000. You know, it just it was just nice having it. And, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe I could use them use them this year for Christmas. Don't. But, don't. I mean, you know, if they've dropped your limit that low, the only proper answer with those is don't use them at all because they will destroy your credit standing with limits as low as $200 each. I'm really sorry that they did that to you, especially when you've been such a good customer. That's why I want you to go look and see there's anything troublesome out there on what's being reported on your credit reports. Today's Clark Rages moment is one of those things that really tears at me when banks specifically target and take advantage of brave men and women who have served in the U.S. military. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rages moment. The Department of Veterans Affairs had to set up a lender abuse task force because there are many reports that veterans are being conned into refinancing their home mortgages just to generate fees for lenders. That veterans are being lied to and told how much money they'll save by refinancing and then they end up being harmed in a big way. And the fees that are being slapped into these loans are huge. So know this. This is a, according to the Wall Street Journal, this is a widespread problem. And if you are a veteran and you start getting solicitations in the mail about how you can do a no-cost refinance on your VA loan, the reality is that it may not be clear to you, but money is being stacked into that refi that you end up having to pay off over time. And it could be many, many thousands of dollars that you've worked hard to make or to save 
that you were suddenly having to pay. Now, obviously, there are circumstances where refinancing makes sense. And by the way, I want to give you this wording. The solicitations say things like no money out of pocket. When you see that, be aware that you are not getting a gift or a benefit. You are potentially being harmed significantly with a much bigger balance on your loan. Make sure anybody you have in your family who's a veteran is aware of this so that they don't get taken. Just because somebody promises you a deal doesn't mean it really is one. It's my pleasure to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where you learn ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com, our main website, ClarkDeals.com, our bargain site, our deal diggers, looking for bargains for you each and every day at ClarkDeals.com. I love for you to buy used cars, used trucks, used SUVs. Why? Well, because the second somebody drives a new vehicle off the dealer lot, the average loss in value that first day is typically 20% of what they paid for it. Used vehicles today, because vehicles are made so much better than they used to be, used vehicles present an enormous opportunity because usually you'll find that when 20% of the useful life of a vehicle is gone, the vehicle will have lost 50% of its value. So you pay half price for something that still has 80% of useful life left. But buying a used car is not a cakewalk. And now in the aftermath of the hurricanes, you could unknowingly buy a vehicle that's been a flood car. You could buy a vehicle that has a serious safety defect that's been recalled and the used car dealer isn't telling you. I don't know if you know that. There's no specific legal requirement that a dealer selling a used vehicle who knows there's a serious safety recall on a vehicle gets that work performed or even tells you about it before you end up driving off in a vehicle that may not be safe because of the defects it has. I mean, that that's weird stuff, right? But the automobile industry pretty powerful and so they've made sure they're not subject to slowing down commerce and having to fix things so gosh that's crazy so when you look at buying a used vehicle there are simple simple steps you can take and before you even consider buying one run a vehicle title history on one you're looking at buying i've got a link at Clark.com where you can run title history for free. You can easily see whether or not a vehicle has an outstanding recall on it that you need to pay attention to. And with any vehicle you feel really comfortable about buying and you think you have a deal, make the deal subject to having it checked out by an independent mechanic. And if you think you can avoid all this work, by buying a vehicle that is being sold to you as a certified used car, 
know that certified means nothing. Nothing. It is a made-up term. There's no force of law behind it or anything like that. It's a marketing thing. So a dealer can tell you, we do a 150-point check or 220-point check or whatever number, they say. And so they do all that, and then supposedly you should feel good that this car is A-OK, and you probably get some kind of uh, extension of a warranty for buying a certified used car. But again... Who knows if they're going to sell you one that's been in a wreck they didn't disclose to you? Who knows what issues may have come up? And that's why, regardless of what used car you're buying or considering buying, follow the steps. You check the history electronically. And then, when you think you have a deal, that's when you have it checked out by a mechanic of your choosing. Terrence is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Terrence, you're looking for a car, but you've got a roadblock to getting one. How are you? Yes. No, I'm doing well, sir. Thank you. Yeah, uh, my credit is terrible, and I'm really having a problem because my car just died. And oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. What's the best way to go about getting, like, another either used car or, like, a new car without, like, paying, like, a million dollars extra for it? Sure. How much cash do you have to bring to the table? Uh, that's the other problem. It'd only be like a thousand or fifteen hundred. All right, and don't think I'm being disrespectful to you at all, Terrence. Okay? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I got to get the tough lesson. So give me the tough love. <laughs> I want you to buy a car that you can buy for the amount of cash you can put together. Okay. No loan. Okay. Uh, you know, if you buy an older car, a very old car, uh, gosh, that's even something you might find on Craigslist at that kind of price range. You can buy something that'll give you some time to build up some money. And what kind of things are fouled up with your credit? Like how much time are you going to need to get that cleaned up? Um, still my house, like in New York is underwater. I'm still trying to build that up. I'm working, but it's just that, um, far behind with the payments and all that. So, okay. and I haven't had a credit card in years. So that also is fine. All right. So, uh, I mean, the, the fact is, I know you'd mentioned in the past, the fact is, you know, if you go and somebody will always sell you a car on credit, but it's a right. game. What they do is they, mark the car up twice its value and then they write you a loan in the 20s usually so they'll sell you a four thousand dollar car for eight thousand and then they write the loan for 25 percent i mean that that just buries you in a hole so if instead from a private individual you buy um uh uh a crummy car. I, I don't know how to say. I'm trying. This is family radio, so I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> keep, you know what I mean. Uh, 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 something that's not going to look pretty, but it'll get you around. And do you have a friend who's good with cars who can go with you to look at okay. them? You do. You don't. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. I I know some about cars. I'm not a lot. 
but I know there's a mechanic that's a friend of mine who said he'll go with me to look at whatever I need to. Perfect, because I want you to buy somebody's old, old, old car that they're selling for 1000 1500 Our producer, Joel Terrence, bought a car. How old was that Nissan when you bought Gosh, it? Gosh, it was probably 12 years old for $3,200. And that's more than you've got in your budget, but you were able to right. drive that car for 10 years, weren't you? That's right, almost. And so it was already a car that looked beat up and unloved, and it then gave him a whole decade of driving. I mean, right. you can buy a car for for not a tremendous amount of money with the cash you have on hand, and then you don't have to worry about paying that note every month. All right. So I I would right. go that route and buy the most basic transportation and put your arms on, hands on, and not owe anybody okay. a dime. Right. Are you comfortable doing right. that, or am I out of my mind? Uh, no, as I said, I'm trying to, hoping to see maybe you had some way to get, like, you know, like a less percentage on the loan or something like that. This way, you know, I wouldn't be in that 25% range. Uh, you know, I thought maybe you had... I'm not like worried. Growth. You know, I know this is you know? weird. I'm not worried about the fact that they're charging you 25%. I mean, you laid out a pretty dire credit situation. So it's going to be right. a big number on the interest rate. That's not what I'm frightened of. What I'm frightened of is that you end up in one of those vehicles where you paid twice what they're worth, which means right. the interest rate doesn't mean anything. You know, when you're in a position like you are, they're going to take advantage of you. Right. And that's why cash right. is king. And I, I realize I'm putting you in a basic beat-up vehicle but that's what you got to do and let time be your friend and, and do what you can with the debts you have, but don't go to one of those places that says we finance anyone because it will be hideously ugly. Promise. Pat's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Pat. Hi, how are you? Great. Thank you, Pat. You want to save money every single month. Tell me about that. Okay. Well, what I've got now is I've got a subscription to a satellite service, and it's, say, 150 channels, and I probably watch 10 or 12. And what I'd really like to do is be able to drop that service, but every time I get close to pulling the plug on it, I think about that DVR and how convenient it is and be able to watch a show whenever I want. I'm just wondering, is, is there a way to get rid of that service and replace it with something that I would then be able to watch shows when I want to and not when they're live on, on air? Yeah, there's one particular one that has been a fan favorite for years called mm -hmm. the Channel Master. Okay. And it's $250 for the system, but there's no monthly fee. Oh, okay. So you can run DVR on it, record shows, and you got to have a good digital antenna. How close are you to a, a big metro area? <laughs> Probably 45, 50 miles. So you've got to have, um, you live in your own home? Yes. 45 or 50 miles, you're probably going to need a roof antenna to pull in okay. the local channels. 
Or there's... I actually, okay, I actually put a small digital in the attic one time, and they did seem to come in well. Now, I don't know how strong the signal was, but they looked good on the TV. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe it. You took the words <laughs> right out of my mouth. I was going to say, or put one in your attic, which is easier for most people. And if okay. that works, then you're going to get so many more channels than you even knew were broadcasted locally. I, I, yeah, I was really surprised. I think we got 18 or 19, which... You know, the old days was about four. <laughs> so, now, is that a DVR itself, the Channel Master? Yeah. Yeah, it's a oh, Channel okay. Master DVR. There's another one called the Tableau that people really like. The difference, okay. the Channel Master, you pay nothing per month. The Tableau, you pay $5 a month. Okay. Okay. But if you so then, if you just it, if you it, just Google, is it able to be programmed so that it will record a program over and over? Or? Yeah, you just uh, they work like uh, pretty much any other DVR. You set a okay. recording schedule, and they record shows for you. Okay. So the techies now, the techies do a whole different thing, which is way beyond me. Where they go buy a hard drive and they use like an old laptop and. The, they use program guide and they set up their own uh, almost free DVR. That is so far beyond anything most normal Earthlings can do. For yeah. you and me, the Channel Master and the Tableau are where it's at. Okay, okay. Um, what about if I subscribe? Because if I if I get rid of the satellite service, I'm going to lose. The uh, all the the not the local programming, but all the other programming. Is there a way I can replace that and and still be able to record that and watch that when I yes, want to? Yes, the the really neat thing that's available is YouTube.tv. Okay. And with YouTube.tv, you pay thirty. Is it thirty five a month? And you okay. get a DVR with no storage limit. Unlimited DVR. Oh, I see. Okay. And so check it out, um, YouTube.tv, and see if what they offer fits those 10 to 12 channels you really like to watch. Yeah. And if it does, that's the ticket, because then you don't need to buy any kind of DVR. You have it automatically from them with unlimited storage. So if if there's a show you like that runs 14 times a day you can record it every single episode it runs i don't know when you'd ever get to watch them all but (laughs) you can record them all and they give you how many people in your household well just my wife and i most of the time so you each have like your own um account with them all for in the 35 dollar fee so you can each be watching what you want to watching different shows at the same time Okay, okay. One quick other question. The Channel Master? Yeah. We spend time in Wisconsin and in Florida about half and half. Can, is that something I could take with me? Absolutely. Back and forth? Yeah, sure. Okay. And okay. and by the way, if you live in two states, then YouTube TV is your friend, YouTube.tv, because it just travels with you wherever you are on any device you want to watch on, phone, tablet, computer, television. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? 
Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brad is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Brad. How are you? Hello, Clark. Thank you for taking this call. Certainly, Brad. You have a question for me about Gas Buddy. I love Gas Buddy. Yeah, um, and I'm sure you're well aware that you know Gas Buddy is a phone app that lets you compare gas prices in your area. Exactly. And who doesn't like to save money? So for me, that app has worked out very well. But now they're offering a feature where you can actually pay using... Gas Buddy's app, right? And with that, uh, what they're doing is um, they're offering you a five cent per gallon discount when you pay using Gas Buddy at most major gas stations. But here's not a here's, deal. Uh, I'm sorry, not a deal. Well, let's see. Well, and and here's here's where I'm very reluctant now. Um, what they want you to do is link your bank account with the app, and therefore they You heard that? Yeah. I don't want you doing that. Too much danger to it? you. And uh, you're creating a direct link into pulling money out of your checking account. What's in this for everybody except you is that gas stations' largest expense beyond just buying gasoline is not labor, not rent, it's credit card processing charges. So by linking to your checking account, that being how you pay, you eliminate a huge expense for the gas station. They pass some of the savings on to you, and then they pay some fee, I guess, to Gas Buddy. What's a better thing to do is are you a sam's club or costco member i am actually both so both of them offer um these good deals on buying gasoline where you get uh four percent from costco do you get i think five percent from sam's maybe and that's better than five cents a gallon you know that's going to save you typical purchase like uh you know 10 cents a gallon or so and I'd rather you use those than signing up for something with Gas Buddy. Gas Buddy's a great app to find the cheapest price, but not how I'd buy my gas. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you tuning in to The Clark Howard Show. And if you'd like more fun stuff to listen to by podcast, well, we have our Empowerment Zone. This is where you get to hear the stories of people that have done amazing things, either in overcoming hardship in their lives or things they've done to accomplish. Go to Clark.com slash Empowerment Zone.